Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Court today on C103. And it's Thursday. Jane Pickett joins us from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, which is part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're very welcome. Now, I need to go back to a question that came in at the very end of last week's, and I promised I'd start with this this week for a listener who has a 13-year-old Springer with arthritis. He's on half a Rimadal a day, but now he's starting to topple over a little bit when he is walking. Is there anything else that Jane might suggest could be done for him? Okie dokie. So I'm sorry to hear he's not doing well. I think when old age comes, sometimes joint issues come along as well and they can begin to struggle with their mobility. And that that impacts on their quality of life quite significantly. Obviously, like you or I, we want to be able to comfortably move and and enjoy our lives. Sounds like you've done a good thing already. Sounds like you've already got him on some pain medication from your vest. So Rimadil is a brand name of a kind of a drug called a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. So it's some of the most commonly used drugs, really, for osteoarthritis, sore joints, sore muscles. Um, and it tends to be really reliable in most cases. But look, every patient is different. And what I would say is that what might have been working for him before, things may have changed, the situation may have worsened with his joints, and he might require extra pain relief, so kind of rescue analgesia, as it was. It may be a case that you might just need to review the dose of Rimadil that your dog is on with your vet. Now, normally, it's not something, it's, it's not a, a drug that you should ever change without veterinary guidance, but just to make sure that, let's say, your pet hasn't gained or lost weight and that's changed how much of the drug they're getting and that would have changed their response. So just check in with your vet, make sure the dose is still appropriate for their weight. But I think really in this particular situation, you probably need to take a trip to the vet to reassess, well, what's going to control this little dog's pain longer term and give him back his quality of life? You're mentioning kind of tripping. Sometimes that can be when there's a little bit of weakness there and they almost kind of like can't, let's say, respond to, to changes in like a non-flat surface so they're not as kind of strong to be able to kind of pull themselves over the bumps in the road and things like that. It can also be due to differences in the way the nerves communicate. Um, we can get aging changes in nerves. That means that, let's say, the feet are less sensitive. So it is definitely worth looking into with your vet. But I will say the, the most important thing for this little dog is to get his comfort controlled. And I think if he's tripping and he's not quite how he was previously, he probably needs a bit more pain relief on board. And that's okay. It just means that we're trying to catch up with the disease and make sure we're comfortable. There is plenty of things that can be so please, please discuss it with your vet. There's lots of other types of um, either anti-inflammatories or drugs that work on the way that pain is perceived by the body. And um, they can all be used in kind of a, a fashion where things are used together. So we don't necessarily need to eliminate the Rimadil in this particular situation. If your vet feels that's appropriate, it might get cares of layering something else on top to give them an extra boost. So well done for noticing it. I think the next step is to, you know, double check your doses with your vet and just flag if he's not doing as well as he was, flag the tripping with them and they'll just, you know, do a subsequent physical examination. But I think the most important thing here is just have a good chat with your vet about, well, what more can we do to improve this? Yeah, you don't, you don't want him in pain. Martina seems to have a worry with her dog. It's a terrier. Martina says, when the terrier gets sick, she topples over almost like she's having a seizure. 
Could you ask uh, the vet, Jane, about it, please? That is a bit of a worry, okay. isn't it? That's a little unusual. So is, is it, let's say, from, from the, the caller's message, is it, is it when the dog is getting sick, let's say, when he's vomiting? Is that yeah, right? that's, that, that's, that's, that's what yeah. I would pick up from it, yeah. Yeah, that's an unusual one. Um, so if, let's say, it has a really obvious trigger, let's say, um, the pet vomits and then it has a, a faint or a seizure episode directly after, it seems to have an obvious trigger. And if that doesn't happen at any other time, it's quite likely they're connected. These things, let's say, um, collapses due to the heart and lungs and collapses due to a brain problems such as seizures, there's a, a huge amount of a grey area over that. It can be very difficult to untangle well, which is causing the problem there without a really, really in-depth chat with your vet and also a physical examination. But just from what you've said there, it does sound like there is a connection with the vomiting. Um, in, in some patients, they can have, let's say, collapsed episodes that will be connected with coughing, vomiting, and that's to do with their vagal tone. So let's say in, in everybody, we have a fight or a flight response and then a rest and a digest response. And some of the processes involved in the rest and the digest processes they can be irritated if, let's say, we cough or if we vomit, for example, or if, let's say, a little dog is pooing. And it's called a vasovagal response. And what that means is that just the, the mechanisms that control blood pressure just go a little bit funny and they can have a collapsed episode. Now, what I would say is that it's not something to be kind of cast aside. It does definitely require a discussion with your vet. And it may also just be pure coincidence that this has happened uh, around the time your pet is vomiting. So you just want to make sure that all options are explored, that you get to the bottom of those episodes with your vet. Is it a collapsed episode of faint due to the heart and lungs? Or is it a seizure episode, a neurological episode? Because both of those things are very different can have very different causes and can have very different treatments. So I think this is this is definitely one that needs an in-depth kind of delve with your vet to have a chat about. And, and get the camera and get the camera out on your phone and videotape it. Absolutely. That's yeah. a really great tip because if you show your vet a collapsed episode and you know, if you can see it coming on even the period before it, if you if you see them often enough to be able to predict what they're happening, those things can be really helpful. But one other top tip is I often find that with videos I get from owners in their circumstance, I'll get videos of the head. And that's a really natural thing to do. But what I will say is if you can try and take a video of the whole body, yeah. that's really helpful. Step back a bit. Step back a bit. Okay. Hi, uh, Jane. I have a stray cat coming into me for the past uh, month. He has a tendency to eat all around him and keep eating. At first, I thought perhaps it's just he's making sure that he's not going to go hungry. Now he's staying indoors with me, very content and has been for the past week. But he will he's constantly eating everything that I put out for him. I have wormed him and his poos are very stinky. Is there something else going on here or is it just the fact that it's a wild cat? Yeah, that's a difficult one because I think the thing is if we have a wild cat that's maybe not had a consistent food supply for most of its life, then their natural tendency will, as as the caller has kind of flagged, it'll be to, to bulk up when they have food sources nearby, so to really eat and be very food motivated. So it is possible that that's the case, and I don't think, let's say, a few weeks of having consistent food supply will have undone that, so that's definitely a concern. What I will say, though, is that in every cat, there, there are a number of problems that can cause, let's say, excessive eating um, that are not behavioural. So one is, let's say, a worm burden. So worming them is a good way of ticking that off and ticking that box that's dealt with. But there are other problems. For example, an overactive thyroid is the first one that comes to mind. So if you have a, a cat with a really voracious, ravenous appetite and they're still quite slim, 
sometimes that can be an overactive thyroid. It's actually a very easy thing to diagnose with a blood test from your vet. So if, if a cat is becoming a permanent feature, um, and if, he, if you're kind of taking on his ownership, as it were, it'd be probably worth, if he, if, even if he seems otherwise well as himself, um, if this continues, if the ravenous appetite continues, getting him checked out by a vet, then they may well suggest that he has a few years on the clock running a test for an overactive thyroid just to make sure. But um, I think if he seems otherwise well, that sounds great. Sounds like he's landed on his feet. Okay, well done and uh, good luck with your cat. Uh, hi, I don't know if you know much about goats. Sheila says, hi Patricia, one for Jane the vet. I have a pet goat. It's hard to get her to eat proper goat food. He's mad about calf nuts and haylage. Would Jane think that diet's okay for him? Oh, goodness, Patricia. I'm going to have to put my hands up and say I know very little about goats and I really don't want to lead or call her astray. I know. I do my very best to find out. Would you, would you, and come back to us next week? Okay, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get John Paul to make a note of Sheila's question and we'll come back to it next week. And have I time for one quick final one? A Bichon freeze dog that has a tendency to eat a lot of grass and then will vomit it back up immediately, uh, should they be concerned? Potentially. So sometimes dogs will eat grass when they're feeling really nauseous, so like they want to vomit because they almost know it'll induce them to vomit. So we have to think, well, is there something underlying that's causing my dog to feel nauseous? That can be a tummy upset. It can be longer, longer term diseases. There's a number of things that could be going on here, but I think if it's a consistent trait for your pet and it's something new, definitely requires investigation by your vet because it's think it's signaling an underlying nausea, which can be a symptom of many, many things. Because cats do that quite a lot, don't they? They eat grass. It's, it, they I, can I, I remember my mother thinking it helped with fur balls because they'd bring up a fur ball with it. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of pets are just really smart. Um, yeah, and isn't they're it? Enough that they eat that, it'll bring it up. Interestingly, there is some recent research, not with cats, but with dogs, that grass eating can actually be a behavioural trait. So it can actually be a habit. But what I would say is before kind of just nailing it off as a habit, particularly if it's change in behaviour for your pet, you really just want to make sure it's not an early warning sign of something else that you need to be dealing with. But yeah, in some dogs, they do just seem to graze. Yeah, it's really but, it's, but it's a cautionary tale if you have a, if you have a small, a, pet, a young dog who starts to eat grass, try to knock the habit out, try to get the habit out, out of him. All right, listen, pleasure as always. Thank you for that. Have a lovely week and have a happy Halloween. You too. Thank Thanks you very much. Thanks a million. Bye bye. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street uh, Veterinary uh, Group. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.